This podcast is for the sales professionals at every level. If you want to convert more prospects into paying customers, then you're in the right place. Because Joe has spent the last three decades mastering buying behaviors, personality types, emotional and logical triggers. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. Let's go. Educated. Wanna learn how to close deals? Wanna learn how to sell more? That's what we're here for at Sales Genius. Let's go. Okay, I'm going to get kicked this off because we're at 2.01, so we are here. So I want to thank everybody for jumping on both on Facebook here and on Zoom. I was going to kick us over to Facebook only this week, but after talking with Timmy and his comfort level with Zoom was much better. So I said, great, let's get him on here and let's do this. So um, we meet people all the time from different areas of ourselves and different parts of us connect with somebody else and their parts don't get dirty okay so we we meet people and all of a sudden things click okay now i was lucky to meet tim i met tim through charlie rocket right uh, everything on the on the rocket so we got a lot we got a lot of our quantopians here okay so <laughs> i think just about everyone on the on the zoom call is there but um when you look, and Andre on Facebook is in it too. So when you look at this, right, uh, we all got connected. We went through, um, Tim is one of these people that has a vision and has no issue with sharing his passion, his dreams, everything that's going forward, okay? My brother is already laughing because we can hear in our heads Tim sharing his stuff with everybody because he is over the top. So you will always meet somebody that is more passionate than you are. And that is Tim. And he can go back to being boring and being more like me and just instructing things, but that's not his style. So I wanted to invite him on. I wanted him to share what he has because he's got some great information and it's delivered in a way that is contrary to my own. Okay. So when I look at that and say his style, panache, and everything that he's going to bring is going to be way different than talking with me and listening to me talk, but I value him as a person and I value the message he's going to present to you guys. And I want you guys just to sit back and resonate with the glory that is Tim. And he's going to start talking to us today about selling to the soul, soul selling, right? Not soul glow. That's the stuff that gets on the back of the couch, right? This is soul selling. So Tim, start talking, see if we can hear you. Wow. There we Thank go. You. Tim Thank is you. Thank here. You. Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. And it's always a collaborative effort. So no matter anyone's anything, it can always work together to be of benefit to everyone. Mike, so, don't, don't drop your mic though, because it's <laughs> oh, I was, I was so close. I was so it's close. Expensive. It's expensive. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna start off here with giving you an intro to the intro, and then I'm gonna give you an intro. I'm going to take you through the process and then get to the point. Um, the whole thing is the point. 
there's just many different aspects to it that all come together. Just like the many different aspects to us all coming together. I like it. And so the intro to the intro is um, I, so I ended up graduating from college with a communication studies degree. And a lot of people were saying, Hey, what, what, what could you possibly do with a communication studies degree? And I had just learned that it's everything. And so from there, I had just taken a creative path and a creative route. And then people kept telling me to get a job. So I ended up getting a job in advertising. And um, it was funny because you had Lisa Copeland on here the other week. And I heard her talking about uh, selling cars for the FCA, the Fiat, Chrysler, Dodge, Maserati, Jeep, all those people. And that's actually the exact same people we advertise for. So it's cool seeing different perspectives and different aspects all come together and come full circle. So this is another aspect of that. And um, from there, it was just something about advertising. I, I really just didn't want to sell stuff to people that they might not want or not even need or maybe not even have money for just because someone made it sound cool and then they interrupted their conversation. I really just uh, I wanted to help out people with good minds, good visions, good hearts, and uh, good spirits go and accomplish everything they'd like to. So I, I set out on a journey, a walk by faith, and um, I ended up working with a bunch of different people who all just had a different piece of the puzzle. And then with that and being in service to others, everything just came together 20-fold. And so about 60 to 80,000 pictures into this journey. So I picked up a beginner camera with no photography class just to show people, hey, you don't need an expensive camera or any classes. You can just pick up exactly what you have and do things with what you have that are more beautiful than some of the most sought after things in general because we are the magic of what we touch. And so from there, about 60 to 80,000 pictures in, I was telling my friend, I said, hey, man, if you take a picture good enough for me to stare at for an hour uninterrupted, I'm going to stare at it for an hour uninterrupted. And so he took this picture, just a normal inside of a building. But I said, that's the picture. So I stared at it for about 55 minutes before I even checked the time, just because I'm thinking, well, he, 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 he sent me an album. And then I was just able to be so free and so okay with life as it is. I wasn't that into meditation at the time. So that's one other thing. But just during during this hour long experience, I was able to just, ah, I wonder who made this brick and what they did with their lunch money last Tuesday. Or I wonder what this person is talking to this person about or the person who put this window in here. I wonder what they did uh, with their daughter um, last week if they went out to lunch or after school. It, it was just different activities because I had noticed that life was moving kind of quick. And it was able to just the, the art of the picture. It's a pause time moment. We can just pause the time and be able to fully immerse ourselves in a moment and enjoy it like no other to how we would like to what suits us. And so it was, whoa, 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 whoa. This is not escaping reality. It's showing us exactly what's possible with what we have in every moment. And so I was thinking, I was on some crazy stuff that got me here. But I think we stumbled upon something, photographic therapy. And so from that moment, I just wanted all my pictures to be able to be good enough to be able to be stared at for an hour uninterrupted and to then be able to bring people ideas and thoughts that are therapeutic to them 
for them to go and be able to utilize the ideas and harness them to go and build their dreams, their, their foundations or their ideas or their creations. And so that was how this whole experience started. Um, and then from, from that point, one of the greatest minds I ever spoke with once told me that we can combine concepts and we can combine different things that are all true to make something new that is all true. For example, we may have heard of the, the Four Seasons Hotel. Have you guys heard of the Four Seasons Hotel? Yeah. So the, the owner of the Four Seasons, just like, the, we, just like we have opposable thumbs and how much that's done for us as humans, we also have opposable minds. And what's that? What an opposable mind is, is we, can, we are able to juggle multiple perspectives some which conflict, some which are in harmony with each other, some that go together, some that don't. And we can all then pick and piece together different parts of those perspectives to come up with something amazing and immaculate and that, that serves everything better than anything alone out of those perspectives. For example, the Four Seasons Hotel, the guy who owns the Four Seasons or who started it, um, he loved, he loved the small hotel feel. And how personal and personalized all that experience was to each person. They, they, they got to be more than a number. They got to be more than a guest. They got to be more than just somebody who is staying at a hotel. But he really liked the big profit of the big hotels. So what he did was he took both of those concepts. He essentially took a big hotel with a small hotel feel. And they made these specific innovations to go and assist people with their experience to have them feel special and welcome. So... This is the first hotel that these these are the founding people that first did. Uh, oh, hey, we're going to have your complimentary soaps, your complimentary shampoos. There's going to be towels here, toilet paper. So you don't need to bring any of that stuff to the hotel. It's already taken care of for you. You're already set. So that's just one small aspect of how they took a big hotel with a small hotel feel and still made people important to build something better than either a small hotel or a big hotel on its own. And so. With that, in combining these concepts and combining these ideas and combining different things that are true to make something new that is true, what I thought of was in, in this concept called photographic therapy, and I'm not a licensed therapist, it's just very therapeutic. So that is the perspective I'm bringing with that. And so there is five steps to what is photographic therapy right now, and I would love to share them with you guys. Um, are you with Please. me right now? Is there any questions? We're good. We're good. Roll with it. Cool. Drop so, the five. Drop the five, Timmy. Concept number one, numero uno, is there is no difference between the observer and what is being observed. So I'm not sure if there's sports fans in here, if there's auto sales people in here. Um, for the, for the, for the sports example, if you've ever seen someone do a bicycle kick in soccer and score a goal, there is now 50,000 plus people, especially in the world cup. There's hundreds and hundreds of thousands and millions of people that see that and observe that and become that. And they're going crazy. Did you see that goal? Did you see that? Goal? Yo, that bicycle, but, but not even, it's, oh, 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 oh,
because they're going so crazy because they just observed what they saw and then became that to the point where now there's millions of people going crazier than the person who did the bicycle kick and scored the goal. Or in the NBA last year, in the playoffs, we saw uh, Kawhi Leonard hit that buzzer beater shot that touched every single part of the rim and then went in for them to win the game. And everyone was going nuts. It got people off the floor. It got people on the floor. It, it did all sorts of things. It did all sorts of things. And so um, another thing is, um, I'm going to share the screen really quick. If we've ever seen, can y'all see the screen? Timmy has started screen sharing, but it's black. There we go. Oh, okay. El Toro Loco. Yeah. So, so, so I was using the sale. I was using this concept for auto sales people. It is just because if anyone's ever seen a drag race, like people are going with the whole crowds. Oh, oh, and then Monster Jam. If everyone has any ever seen Monster Jam before in the monster trucks and people, the monster trucks are flipping over and the people are going crazy, it's because there is no difference between the observer and what is being observed. So that is the first concept. There's no difference between the observer slash what is being observed. And then another part to that is just from a different perspective is that um, – Whatever is observed, no, nothing that is observed goes unaffected by the observer. So we, we are what we see, essentially, just from one small aspect. We're a lot more things than that, but that's just concept one. So there's concept one. No difference between the observer and what is being observed. Concept number two is, and feel free to uh, comment on this if you'd like, or uh, unmute yourselves, because I got a question for you. Now, what... Whoever would like to answer can answer this. What is the opposite of depression? Expression. I know this one. Yes. So the great Jill Stella was telling me that she, she goes, what's the opposite of depression? And I'm thinking to be happy, to be ecstatic, to be joyful would be the opposite of depression. And she goes, Expression expression is the opposite of depression she said in your favorite life moments and the moments you're most excited about you're in a higher state of expression huh what and then i thought about it and it was oh 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 the fact that i'm going oh right now is a part of that in itself and so I thought we went back to soccer and somebody hit a goal. That's what I just got right now. Yeah, Just like that. Just like that. Real life goals. Real life goals. Wow. Wow. That was powerful. So, yes. Thank you, Stacey. The concept number two is that expression is the opposite of depression. And higher forms of expression are the opposite of depression. And now, concept number three is that if our thoughts, if our thoughts turn to our words and then our words become our actions, our actions turn to our habits and then our habits determine our values and our character and then our values and our character ultimately determine our destiny and where we end up, it's 
Whoa, 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 whoa. Wouldn't that make our thoughts and what we think about the root of our entire fortune? True that. Mike Giacomino agrees. Wow. That's wow, deep. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> thanks. Um, so then concept number oh yeah, so, so, <laughs> so concept number three is that our thoughts are the root of our entire fortune thank you Bo dude thank you Bo <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna jump in here I'm gonna jump in here with okay. Timmy because when we were talking yesterday right I took this and I said based on a lot of the schooling I've gone through it comes down to our identity pyramid as far as who we are Okay. And so as we went back and forth, you know, communicating on this stuff, because he's communications and I'm communications, right? I said, if the thoughts are the ones driving you to move forward, right? Your identity caps your thinking, it caps your thought. So in order for you to say, I am a millionaire, or I'm fantastic in sales, I'm this person, your identity has to be matching of that. And so when you look at it and say, what is possible? It's your thoughts get capped by the identity you put on yourself. So as you're looking at it and you say, okay, so I, I'm just trying to give you, what can we take with what Timmy is sharing with us and how do you apply it to business side of things, right? Because he, all of the things he's throwing out make sense to us. And we sit back and go, yeah, that makes sense. Except how are you going to apply it next, right? And so when I look at that, and as we were talking yesterday, I was like, Okay, so we're talking identity pyramid. We're talking about that. So your thoughts are part of what you're going through. Your thoughts definitely push you to take actions, as we said, right? But the answer is, is that it can stop right there. You could kill your whole thought process based on the identity you have that may not even be yours. It may be the identity someone else has placed upon you. So if you look at that and say, right? Some people have parents that turn around and say, you're garbage, right? Especially when parents split up and they go, oh, you remind me just like your father, right? My kids had to hear that, right? But what was that ever said in a good way? No. And so then it, if, if you stop and redefine yourself as somebody who is not worthy or who's, who is annoying because of this, or you are, you're, you're this way because you remind me of this person, then you're actually going to stifle every thought you have, right? And one of the things when Timmy shared this with me, I was like, wow, the thoughts you're having, are they yours, right? And is the voice in your head yours? Because a lot of people, the voice in their head that's scolding them and saying stuff to them is not their own, right? And so this resonated so much to me when he, when he said it, but I had to digest it internalize it and then flip it around on what it is. And that's what I'm doing now is I'm taking what he put up. So he shined a light into a corner of my head, right? When he said it, and then it was up to me to go determine if whatever was in the corner was a bad thing or a good thing. But we have those voices in our head that sit down and tell us whether we're good, bad, or indifferent, but it should be your voice that is telling you this. And that's what I'm looking at and saying, is your voice actually giving you that? Sorry, Tim. That was me jumping in. Please, 
please don't apologize. That was so great. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. 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 So thoughts are the roots to our fortune. That's what Timmy's saying. I'm saying make sure your identity doesn't cap your fortune. Okay. Wow. Go for it. Let's try number four. All right. So number four is that uh, one of my professors, Corey Anton, has said this one. And he said, we are all each unique, but we are not unique in ways that are non-social. It is the unique constellation of relations that accounts for uniqueness. And again, this this was another one where I'm thinking, what are you talking about? For for two weeks, I thought this guy was just saying words at me, and then everything made sense. It's, oh, we are all each unique, but we are not unique in ways that are non-social. So people have fingers, people have hands, people have hair in their arms, people have arms, people have noses, we have senses. But it's how we say something, who we say it to, what we're expressing, our ideas, our perspective, our stories, our wisdom, our knowledge in, in, in the relationships and the relations we have with the people we're saying it to that ultimately makes us unique. So when we think about the word social status, social status has nothing to do with money and everything to do with what you're talking about. And so I was thinking, why would someone ever want a million dollars? And I was thinking, oh, well, probably because what they can change in their story, what they can make different for other people, what they can make better, what they can improve in other people's lives, how um, just what, they, what, what can be possible. And then what changes in their story conversationally is what I came up with to why people would want a million dollars, quote unquote, a million dollars. And so I was thinking, well, we can do stuff right now with what we have and not need a million dollars for us. And it can then get us on our path to make lots of money and be able to, again, just uh, be something that works out for everyone better than anything on its own. And so just me talking about that is social status. That That's a social status. And so, um, yeah, it's just th then going back into concept number four of we are all each unique, but we are not unique in ways in, that are not social. It's about your perspective, your ideas, your thoughts, and then the expressing of that, who you express it to and how you express it to that makes you way more unique and significant in any single social situation and wherever you are. So that is concept number four. I like it. And then a quick bonus, quick bonus is um, the same professor was also saying that we are all each special and unique. And then people go, oh, yay, I'm special and unique. And then almost automatically default to, oh, that means everyone's special and unique. Like it makes them less special and unique, but it doesn't. It simply doesn't. So is Mike Giacomino special and unique? Extremely. Yes. And Mo with his library? Extremely. Okay. I'm just checking. Ryan's going to have to put the kids to give some food pretty soon. 
and that does make him special. Extremely. Yes. Extremely, extremely. So, so the uniqueness of you does not in any way dampen the uniqueness of anyone else, nor does theirs dampen you, right? So revel in your own uniqueness and stop thinking it takes away, right? Somebody else being unique shouldn't take away from yours, right? Because we're all unique. We're all snowflakes. No, that's a bad term now. So, but it would only amplify it because at the very least it would be helping someone unlock another part of themselves and gain a greater relationship with themselves. Um, some of the most therapeutic moments I've ever been a part of are just hanging out with people that love being themselves. And so I think we can uh, all, I think we can all relate to that one because we've all been around a bunch of people that are fake. And so when you when you get to be around somebody who's real in their own skin, then you're allowed to be real in your own skin, and we can decide if it's something we like or not. Wow. Blessings. All right, number five. We got four and a bonus so far. Bring me four number five. Bonus. So number five is um, oftentimes our environment is stronger than our willpower. So it's important to either find or create an environment that suits where we're going. And then Joe, could you add on to this one like you did yesterday? Because it was so magnificent. It's true. I am pretty magnificent. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Yes. So one of the things that, that I brought up here, right, is that we're trying to create the environment around ourselves so that we can take everything else in the first four criteria to help us get forward that's here but your association isn't necessarily your environment but it is a part of it so like for me with next level by association i go ahead and i'm part of this organization so that i can be in contact with people i never would like today i shared um one of those facebook memories from four years ago with myself and david meltzer because I was able to meet Dave Meltzer and, and actually have dinner with him and talk with him. And that was something that I wouldn't have got if I wasn't there. Right. But I chose to expand my circle, but your environment itself. Okay. One of the things it's the weakest part of the identity, because again, uh, we were talking willpower versus your environment. Okay. Willpower is something consciously that you have to decide. So if I'm going to put it in the sales arena, I'm going to walk into the office and I'm going to say, willpower tells me that I need to dial 50 dials before I go to lunch and see what I can generate for today. And that's willpower. And that's conscious thought that I have to keep thinking. So I dial the first guy, I get a voicemail. Okay. Do I leave one? Do I not? I don't remember. Did I leave one last time I called them? I don't want to be a pain. I don't know. Click the mental gymnastics just wore down some of my willpower. Then I go again and go, let me call the next guy. That guy tells me to F off. Right. And that meant Frank. Right. So if I'm supposed to F off, then I, all of a sudden my willpower depletes because it's an emotional thing that I have to keep doing. Now in an office like Michelle's, there's a lot of commotion going on. There's a lot of people talking. There's a, sometimes there's a video shoot going on, right? Because Manny loves the camera. And so, but in the office, there's so much commotion, which means it's easier to get pulled into the commotion of your environment as opposed to, I'm going to close my door, sit there and just do this. 
Okay. When we stay at home, do we actually apply the same work ethic as if someone's watching us? Some people go, dude, I do it all the time. I get, I get so much more done at home than I do in an office environment. Okay. But other people go, dude, I have to be in the office. Cause if I'm not in the office, right? Like Dr. Bill does not do a lot of adjustments at home. He needs to be in the office. He needs to be turning the, the, the money in the office that's there. Some of us need to be in an environment that helps us to stay focused at work. Okay, but all of this is the environment. It's the weakest element because if we go back to the, the number three point, right, which is our thoughts are now connected to our fortune. For me, the identity, if my identity is like, James Cordell's over on Facebook going, boom, I'm a, just keep dialing, just keep dialing, just keep dialing. But his mindset is that of, well, I'm going to go till I win. Does everybody have that mentality? Does everybody stop and ask themselves, well, I'm just going to keep, I don't care about the negativity. I don't care about what's around me. It takes a lot to get the little blinders on and say, let's go. So um, Bill, uh, let's see, Bob Donnell sits back and tells us all the time, if it comes down to willpower versus habits, habits win. Habits are unconscious, right? Habits are one of the steps on number three, because your, your words are leading to your actions, to your habits and what have you. Your brain starts to learn it. So if your habits aren't properly defined, your identity is wrong, then you're not going to be able to focus or do anything to accomplish anything great. And so what do you have to do in your environment? Okay, so there's dollars there. There's dollars there in my office. Why? Because I have to focus on let's create more money. When I'm sitting here, this is the money room. This is where we start to create money. But I will tell you, last week I had construction at my house and I had to stay at the house to answer questions and do all this stuff. So now there's commotion everywhere. I got a little snack table as a desk because they're breaking up concrete in the back. I couldn't sit at a real table. So I'm sitting hunched over trying to work and accomplish something with all this noise and commotion. That doesn't do it for me. That, that environment was not conducive to me actually producing what I need to produce. So again, it's still the weakest thing. Does this mean if I go, if I'm going to, if I leave and say, you know where I'm headed, I'm heading to Tim's house. I'm going, I'm jumping on a plane, flying over to Tim's. We're going to sit down and do some, some live things. Right. But if I go do that, does that mean all of my work and productivity stop because my environment changed or should I be on the phone in the airport? Should I be making sure my laptop's charged so I can do things on the plane? Right. All of that stuff. The, the environment's the weakest part of your identity. The weakest part. I, I brought up yesterday. I said, if you're going to lose, what's the first thing everybody does when they go, you know what? I'm going to lose weight. Okay. What they do is they go through their house and they grab every piece of junk food in the house. Right. And throw it away. They throw it in the trash and they go, yep. Got it. I'm, I'm one step closer. So then what happens the next morning when they drive through McDonald's, right? All of the stuff in your house that you threw away doesn't mean you're eating healthy today because the identity didn't change, right? And you're trusting your willpower not to go do something. So I'm going to go stop and get gas. I grab, I go get gas. Guess what's inside? A whole plethora of goodies, 
right? I can walk inside and buy five candy bars, buy all this stuff and go, well, if I eat it all before I get home, it won't be at the house to tempt me. Okay. It's a, it's a fail because you're dependent upon your environment to define your actions. So if you are consciously aware of your environment, you can make the environment what you want. And if you make the environment what you want by using your thoughts to define yourself and your fortune, then the right people will show up in the environment to help you sustain it. Okay. In this day and age, if there is, there's so much crap going on in the world and so much hate, and if you just allow somebody to keep hating and keep hating and they're around you, what are you going to end up doing eventually? Starting to hate too, because the environment's there and it's going to affect you and go on. So you have to be conscious of your environment and you have to be conscious of actually creating what you want in your environment. Sorry, Tim, you didn't expect me to run off like that, but... Again, guys, again, all I'm doing is translating what he said in a different language, right? Some people heard it the first time and they go, I don't know why Joe keeps rambling. Other people were like, I heard it the first time from Joe. Okay. That's the beauty of the forum, right? When I sat with Tim yesterday, I can check my own ego and my own self enough to stop and go, there's wisdom in what he's saying. There's wisdom in what he said, and it's his delivery. I love the delivery, okay? Tim knows that. We're in a group in, on Instagram, and all I can do is just keep yelling the two words, right? He's, he jumps on there, starts yelling about Christmas puppies, and I'm just I'm melting at that point in time, right? I'll make him say it at the end before he gets out of here. But again, there's energy conveyed from him. The energy is completely different than the energy I put out. And because it's completely different than mine, I enjoy it because it's something different than what I bring to the table. Okay. So if somebody else is like me and goes, this is what you got to do, blah, 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 then it's going to be the same thing. It's just going to be Joe in a different shirt and not as good looking. So that's what we have. So Timmy, wrap it up for me, buddy. Christmas puppy. (laughs) You ain't even got to make me say it, dog. Um, It's the truth. It's the truth. So. Now, so concept one is there's no difference between the observer and what is being observed. Two, expression and higher forms of expression are the opposite of depression. Three, our thoughts are the root of our entire fortune. Four, um, we are all each unique but not unique in ways that are non-social. And then five is oftentimes our environment is stronger than our willpower. So I was thinking, I was thinking if I could design something that people can observe and get new thoughts with, whoops, that people can observe and get new thoughts with, designed for this, then, all right, hold on, let me just backtrack. I was doing a couple things at once. Okay, so I thought if I can design something, for people to observe, they can then become that. And then when they become that, they'll get new thoughts. And those thoughts will bring about new ideas. And then those new ideas, people um, – so there's a ton of pictures here, and a lot of them are completely unique to people's journeys and where they'd like to go or experiences they'd like to have. We're still and looking so, at a monster truck, bro. Oh, still? Yeah. It's not, it's not on the picture. 
No. I mean, oh. it's, I'm, I'm looking at El Toro Loco. Oh, oh, is it on the picture now? No. Oh, man. Uh, Mo has a picture in his head, though. I know that. Okay, okay. Well, it's a picture of chickens crossing the road. Um, yeah, we got a different window of uh, Chrome or Safari or whatever you're using. Is it like, is are we good now or no? No. Okay. I'm still, well, I'm still staring at Google Images page of a of a truck with horns. Okay. Okay. Um, Whatever you're doing, drag it to where that is. <laughs> I'm getting there because I'm not sure how to do that. So. I was thinking uh, right here we go. I was thinking there we go. Watermark. Yeah. Yes. Excuse excuse please excuse the watermark. I was thinking if I could design something to have people observe and when they observe it and it's something that they're observing that's unique to their goals or their life journey or their path or their destiny or an experience they'd like to have and where they're going. And um, that's just productive to themselves and the environment. And so they can observe it and become that. And then when they're observing it and becoming it, then those new thoughts will lead to new ideas. And then the new ideas, when people go and express those ideas, it will oppose depression and it's not battling depression. It's not fighting depression because they're opposites. So when there's one, there's an absence of the other. And then with that and the genuine expression of it, that goes to completely make people more unique in any moment and situation because they're expressing something that's unique to them where they'd like to go and enthusiastic about it. And that will bring about the right people in the right places for them to be able to go where they'd like. And then when they're observing this stuff, they can get it up like uh, on a phone case or a pillowcase or a wall or just even looking at it on a computer. And then that's a conversation starter. And so it will, it will literally increase people's social status just from changing the topic of what is being talked about to something that serves that person and where they're going. And then from there, with the new ideas, it'll give them new stories and new perspectives to then be able to be even more significant in any social situation. And then it, it will make the environment that also allows them to be able to just have it be an established um, kind of supporting byproducts of their dreams and where they're going. And so that is the essence of what photographic therapy is. And then on top of that, the, the great Mark Adler once told me, he said, language is living. And so I was thinking about that, like, hmm, and oh, it's, it really, language is living. And we are the masters of our conversations. So when we can use these, I call them golden tickets to a new experience, when we can use these golden tickets to a new experience in combination with a conversation and guiding that where we'd like to go, everything works out in our favor. And so from there, there was just a bunch of different variety of a variety of a variety of pictures slash golden tickets that I took So and that we have here for us. So I would just like to offer everyone, yo, if you're on this call, if you're on Facebook or wherever, if you would like to uh, have an experience or would like to express where you'd like to go in life. And I have a golden ticket 
that supports that or aligns with that, I'm happy to send it your way just for being here. So thank you a lot, a lot. And uh, yeah, a billion blessings. Thank you, Tim. So I'm going to run recap what we got on the five things. So one of the things that was important to me was right. The observer impacts the observed, right? As far as sales goes, that means you have a larger impact on the sale than what you're giving yourself credit for. Okay. Cause everybody thinks, Oh, again, it's your attitude. That's going to be determined what happens in your sales call and what's going to, what you're actually doing. And too many people believe it's the prospects issue or problem that's there, but it's you, right? Cause you can't just observe him and not participate in the conversation that's there. Um, expression versus depression. Stacy got it right. Cause she heard it before, but for me, I didn't get that right. Tim and I went back and forth. I gave him several answers that are there. But how you express yourself is going to determine, right, exactly what state of, of mind you're in. So you can mess with depression by expressing yourself, okay? If anybody wants to say, hey, Tim, this is what I'm looking for out of life. This is what I say. He's going to have a picture already that he can send to you that's going to mean something to you. So if you want a picture of it, then you're going to reach out to Tim and say, Tim, come on, send me something. He sent me a picture and it was, it was spot on. It was a, it was a great thing. So uh, we went over it yesterday. And I was like, boom, right? Mind blown. Okay. Um, your thoughts, control your thoughts. You're unique, revel in it instead of thinking that somebody else's is going to overshadow you. Right. And then controlling the environment that's there. It's the same in every sales organization. You have to have a unique selling proposition you have to be able to express what you've done. You've got to be able to make an impact and a connection with your client. And you have to understand that what you're saying to yourself determines the outcome of the meeting. So we got to get through all of that stuff to get there. And so that's all I'm saying. So everything was delivered, which is what we understand in sales. That's my take on everything that Tim threw out there in his way. And uh, I do want to sit back and say we are at 242. 240 is where we're at. So I just want to say thank you, Tim, for coming in and giving the perspective that's different than my own, right? Because again, we, we got to get something else, right? You got to be able to hear something from somebody else so that you can connect with it, right? Frank, hey. was, already, Frank was already mentioning right now, he goes like, I, it's, it's a deep thinking thing, right? It'll all hit you later today. You'll be, you'll be walking around and then sit there and go, damn, Christmas puppy. Oh, no, that's me, right? Hey, hey, Joe, how do we find Tim on the, um, on the social, different social media platforms? Tim, where are you? What is the you best can, way to reach out? You can reach out to me on deliberately Tim at Instagram. I can spell that for you if you'd like. Uh, it's on the screen D for those of you that are looking at it. It's oh, cool. On the upper left. Cool. Oh, yes, yes, yes. D-E-L-I-B-E-R-A-T-E-L-Y-T-I-M.com. And then, yeah, that's my website. There, there's also a contact me thing. So you can like fill that out on the website if you'd like anything or just reach out on Instagram. It's great. Um, and then just, just to uh, top it off and say the last things I got to say is I had discovered that every single problem I ever had in life was due to a lack of sales understanding and a lack of sales knowledge to the point where I'm like, wow, Joe, this is better than therapy, man. It's better than therapy. And so it's like, oh, well, this person didn't want to go where I would have liked to go on for dinner or there's this or that. And it's like every single problem is just like, oh, it's just sales, literally. So thank you for helping out so many people. 
and just being yourself, Joe. And then just to top it off, when it comes to the selling to the soul, I would say that it's really just about understanding people and where they're going and what they would like to have mixed with some love and imagination. And um, it can be done in a variety of forms. And this is just one way. And then you can translate that to how you'd like, or I could help you translate it or anything like that. So yeah, just thank you for having me out here. And I really just appreciate everyone. And so thank you a million. And Christmas puppy. Christmas puppy. (laughs) Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you. And again, anybody who's a member on the team has a message that they want to sell or they want to promote and come through. Let's talk. Let's figure out what it is. Cause I'd rather get your first attempt out of the way so that you could then become better and go through. So if anybody has feedback for, for Tim on what he delivered and anything else, feel free to reach out to him at the same place on Instagram, give him some feedback, let him know what you got and what's there. So again, um, this is the second time we've opened the floor, right? Brian did it the first time. It was amazing. But Brian is now off creating his online training, doing all of his stuff that he can sell and put out in the market because he got his butt kicked into doing it. So I kind of kicked Timmy's butt into get on here and actually put this out here. So that's what I want. That's what we look at. Thank you. Okay. And then just, just to provide one quick example for people so they can understand, um, I, I had one of these golden tickets that really fit my friend's fitness business. And it was unique to him. So we were looking at it and coming up with ideas. And then it hit us like, yo, because he was doing fitness for busy and working professionals. And now it's like a lot of words. And then we're like, yo, we're looking at this image like, yo, busy to build, bro. You take people from busy to built, man. It's like not only is their bodies built, but their dreams are built. Their entire lives are built. So we came up with the business slogan for his own business with fitness from just looking at the image and the golden ticket to a new experience. So it's a golden ticket to a new experience. Fantastic. And I, w- I invite you all to get your own golden ticket. All right, guys. I want to say thank you so much. Appreciate you as always. Wednesday's two o'clock and you guys have a great day and uh, go sell something. Thank you. Awesome job. Thanks Thanks. so much. Have a good one, guys. This is the Sales Genius Podcast. It's only a numbers game if you want educated. It's time to get educated. Educated. Want to learn how to close deals. Want to learn how to sell more. That's what we're here for at Sales Genius.